For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Uh, Live from Detroit, Michigan, today we'll be talking to the creator of Dogecoin, Billy Marcus, about the history of Dogecoin, Elon Musk, Jackson Palmer, uh, and the future of the people's currency and then we will be breaking news for the first time on Mooner bust and not only just breaking some some financial news we'll be breaking doge news history is going to be made today on moon or bust at the end of the episode so you do not want to miss it stay tuned uh till the end so get your popcorn get your shiba inu because it's about to go down I am joined today by DeFi developer Brian Moore and real-life Layer 2 enthusiast, hear that, ladies, Ryan McNamara. How are you fellas doing today? Super excited. Much excited. Very, very wow. But I want to know how the Dogecoin community, how the viewers are doing. Uh, So if you're excited, make sure you let me know by uh, Doge attacking the like button uh, to let YouTube know that Moon or Bust is where it's at and and that the Dogecoin community uh, is strong like I know you are. Uh, While you're down there, take a second and and click on that Benzinga Crypto separate YouTube channel, the first link in the description, uh, and also join the Telegram for a 25% off on your moon or bust swag uh and also maybe to stay up to date with the moon or bust token which is coming soon more details on that uh uh, coming up as always make sure to stay connected with us on twitter our handles here and and billy marcus's twitter is in the description below um but yeah with that out of the way let's get right into the news we have a couple exciting items uh to talk about before we bring billy on first up uh reddit has decided to use the Ethereum Layer 2 scaling solution, Arbitrum. Uh, So if you didn't know, uh, Reddit has an Ethereum-based community point system uh, that they were looking to scale. So they they considered like maybe 40 uh, different Layer 2 and and sidechain scaling platforms like Polygon, uh, even Solana, uh, but they decided that Arbitrum would be the best. Um, so there are about 4.8 million users between the two subreddits that use these uh, community point systems, r slash cryptocurrency and r slash Fortnite BR. Uh, Brian, what do you think about the future of cryptocurrency on Reddit? Well, I mean, we already, we already see the future of cryptocurrency on Reddit. I mean, Dogecoin was created on Reddit. We have garlic coin is still kind of going on. It's not nearly as, you know, heavy but it's been around for quite a while uh this just makes it much easier for these tokens to scale and people to get in and out and you know there's a lot more development that can happen with these tokens there's so much it just broadens the um the 
you know, reach that these things can have. You're eliminating the gas fees. You're being able to send and receive with, you know, very minimal fees. And it, I'm just, it makes it very bullish and it's, it's going to be cool because I think this is going to open up a lot more um, subreddits to have their own tokens and the use cases and stuff like that. I mean, we've seen it for years. It's, you know, it just gets better and better. Yeah. And Reddit's the perfect place to do it too, because people are tipping maybe a dollar, $2, $5, and you're not going to want to send a transaction that costs five, 10, maybe $20 on Ethereum. And you really need a scaling solution for something like this. Mm -hmm. This makes it go. better. That is perfect. And I think I talked to John G, our lead developer, uh, that Zing token might eventually be used for something similar uh, for stock trading ideas. The, the idea behind that is if you have some Zing token attached to it, you have to give something up to prevent spam. So that way we can really find the best ideas. Um, but yeah, like using cryptocurrency as like a voting method uh, is something that could be really cool and just another highlight of the powers of DeFi. Uh, okay, next up, we, ah, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, okay, so next up, we have a little market update for you today. Uh, so, what is Bitcoin at right now, Ryan? Do you want to share your screen with us? Um, I don't have Trading View pulled up. Uh, could you do it, actually, oh, Logan? Come on, man! You knew that you had to do. It. You told me that you were going to have this ready. Dude, that's You're my bad. I'm down. sorry. I really sorry. can't because I'm on my laptop. Um, so this is this okay. is on you right now. Yeah, uh, let me so try I'm and pull it up. up my own coin market cap and maybe i'll go over some current prices uh while ryan is catching up currently bitcoin is at thirty-two thousand one seventy-eight. uh it has bounced significantly from that 29 30k we saw uh earlier this week eth is back above 2k thank you baby uh let's see we got bnb at 282 uh cardano at 115 uh and, and yeah things are bouncing back slightly we're still trading within that range uh we are still in the downtrend that we have been stuck in for you know the the past couple um almost months now maybe two months since the end of may we've been uh you know kind of forming this triangle down bottom would be like 28 29k um and the top is just consistently going down so maybe uh we will be breaking out soon um, but maybe we could also be breaking down. I see a lot of people talking about us hitting like the 22 to 25 level before we go back up. Uh, so I'm going to toss it out to you guys in the chat. What do you think? Are we going to hit 25 or 40 first? Um, so drop either 25 or 40 in the chat uh, and we'll see what you guys are feeling. Um, Ryan, where'd your screen go, man? It should be right here. You see it? Can you pull it up? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, on there now. Spencer screen is it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's yeah. So we're looking day. at these daily candles here. Uh, we were looking at a downtrend. I mean, we went all the way down to twenty nine thousand. It's really that thirty k mark that's been holding. We saw a daily close below thirty k, which was quite bearish. I mean, this was just a few days ago, and you saw people calling for twenty k. Um, but you know, we've seen these prices before. We've had wicks down to twenty eight k. So I wasn't particularly bearish. I actually picked up some ETH when Bitcoin dropped below 30K. And since then, we've seen a pretty good spike up, but we'll see if that continues. Um, let me put some lines on this chart. Draw some lines in the sandbox, as they say. Do some so, yeah, speculation. I mean, it looks like there is some good support around 30K, but we are trending in a down range. I mean, this looks like we're going down. Could mm -hmm. be a triangle. We love triangles here. I'd like to see this break out maybe above 35K and hold, and then maybe there's a reversal happening. 
I mean, but at the same time, maybe we're just trading in a straight line. That's what I personally think. I think we're going to see Bitcoin from 30K to 40K just kind of in this range. And hopefully we'll pick back up, you know, maybe a month or two down the line. Um, before I'm bearish, I want to see a break below 30K and for that to hold, uh, which we have not seen yet. So that's my take on Bitcoin. Do you guys have any other hot takes on Bitcoin before <clears throat> we might go over to Doge? No, I, 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 I agree. Uh, we, it's really rare that you see it like go below 29 and then not bounce right back. <clears throat> Sorry, that that's usually like where where it is, and we've we've called this for the last couple of months now. Anytime you'll see that break um, below thirty, you're going to see a bounce because that's when more into uh, institutional investors are getting in. That's when more uh, re retail investors are getting in, and that's just a really good you know support level because it's it rarely goes below it, and if it does, it's only for you know a very short period of time. So I, I really like it at this point because you're right. I I think we will see 35 to 40 um, before we would ever see 20 in, you know, in the foreseeable future. I agree. And I think if we go above 30 you know, and even to 40 K, I think that 20 K is out of the range of possibilities. I mean, of course, anything's possible, but I think we're going to be in some bullish territory once we're at 40 K. Agreed. Yeah, that's fair to say for sure. Um, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we hit 25 first. I think the longer it takes, the better. Um, but also, you know, you know, we'll have to see. It's and we're still playing in the sandbox. Um, I, I want to point out. Uh, Tony says, uh, "Hey, Doge fam, tweet this out." Uh, so I'm going to drop a link to the Benzinga tweet uh, for this event right here. If you don't mind, go uh, uh, blow that up on social media so everyone in the Doge army can find it. Um, if you're just tuning in, we have a huge episode for you today. We'll be talking to the co-creator of Dogecoin, Billy Marcus, in just a few seconds here. Uh, so get hyped, get excited, and smash that like button. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else for us on the market update? Oh, yeah. I wanted to just cover Doge real quickly. Um, obviously, we're in a downtrend right now. But it looks like we're holding pretty similar to Bitcoin. And of course, all these altcoins, they follow Bitcoin. So that's of no surprise. And it's down about the same as most other altcoins, about 60% or so from its all-time highs. And we actually had a wick back in February all the way up to right around that 15 cent range. And we've seen us bounce here. We've seen us bounce again here. And we just recently bounced off that 15 cent mark. So personally, I'm not invested in Doge. But if I was looking to get in a position, it would be around that 15 cent mark. <coughs> Possibly set a stop loss at 14 or 13 cents. I think that's a good risk first reward scenario there. There you go. That is how to play Doge for the second half of the market cycle. Uh, I'll probably be accumulating, man. I think that I think that when crypto goes up, Doge is going to go right back up too. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll see a <clears throat> dollar Dogecoin <clears throat> next year. Uh, what do you guys think? Let us know in the chat. What is Doge's? Uh, what what could Dogecoin do next year? What's your price prediction for 2022, uh, or maybe even just the end of the year? Um, but yeah, while you guys are doing that, I think we should get started with the interview. What do you guys think? Let's run it. Run it. All right. It is my profound pleasure to bring on stream today, Billy Marcus, creator of Dogecoin. Billy, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's just get right into it. Uh, so can you tell us the story of your first cryptocurrency, the Bells coin, uh, and how you stumbled upon Jackson's forum post about Dogecoin.com? 
Oh, sure. Uh, so I guess I got into like cryptocurrency in general just from Bitcoin. Um, and I started uh, trying to mine and mining was pretty impossible. Even back then, it was pretty impossible. It took like a it was like a week to like mine for 0.01, I think is what I had, which is actually like a lot now. But back yeah. in that time, it was like a dollar. And it made my like room really hot to use my graphics card to do that. I feel that. Um, yeah. So then I like I found that there are all these other types of coins that you could mine a lot easier with uh, like a regular fancy computer graphics card, uh, like Litecoin and all the hundreds of like clones of Litecoin. Uh, they were called like script coins, and like they were all pretty like you know gaudy. They're like, oh, we're gonna take over the world and become the new like standard for finance. And I was like, all right. So you'd kind of like gamble on those and mine different ones and trade them and stuff. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, but considering there are so many, I was like, oh, it's probably not too hard to make. Um, so there's, there's actually a uh, like an FAQ online that was just like how to clone a script coin and make your own coin. Um, so it was basically a weekend project. I was like, all right, I'll try to make a coin. Um, I was really obsessed with Animal Crossing at the time. Um <laughs> And I was like, well, I want to make something fun. I don't want to make something serious. So I'll make mm -hmm. uh, Bell's Currency. Um, and no one had any idea what Bell's was. No one had any idea what Animal Crossing was on the Bitcoin talk forum. And it was just like laughed away. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, well, that was silly. Uh, I'll retire from making cryptocurrencies. That was a bad idea. <laughs> um, but then I think, so Bitcoin had just crashed uh, again. Uh, I think this was like some China FUD thing. Uh, so I went to like an IRC chat room, uh, one, one of the many, what, like the 2013 version of China Food. Um, and I went to a, a IRC chat room and someone just linked it, uh, linked dogecoin.com. Um, they're like, haha, this is funny. I was like, I went to that site and it was basically like Jack Jackson uh, on the other side of the world in Australia had made dogecoin.com. And like, it wasn't a real coin. It was just like a joke that he made. And then at the bottom was like, if you want to make this a real thing, contact me. So I was like, okay. Uh, I really want to make this coin. This is like hilarious. Um, and he didn't answer me because he was in Australia. I didn't know that. Uh, but I just like made it that night, essentially in a few hours. And then uh, eventually uh, got to talk to him again. Um, and we released it a few days later. And the rest is bizarro history. That's insane. Uh, so as the story goes, you spent the majority of the time uh, adding Comic Sans to the client. Um, but I'm just <laughs> curious. I want to dive into this. Um, can you walk us through what made it so difficult to add Comic Sans and what that process was like? Oh, but well, so the majority of the time means like it took like a couple hours to make it. Uh, it was yeah. just forked from uh, Bell's anyway. So I already, I already made Bell's coin um, and I changed like there's like seven or eight things that you have to change some of the magic numbers that they call them. Um, and you have to set the parameters for mining and uh, uh, like how much it outputs uh, over time uh, per block uh, for the coin stuff. So that takes like, you know, very little time to do. Um, and then I wasn't going to release or I wasn't going to make Dogecoin if I couldn't figure out how to change the cute client uh, to show Comic Sans font. So it was really just like finding that area in, in the code somewhere and trying to compile it and stuff um and once it actually worked i was like okay this is going to be a thing this is funny uh but yeah that was that was really like my only thing that would have like if i didn't do that it would have taken like 20 minutes or so so i don't know mm. most of the time was just spent trying to customize a client essentially 
That's awesome. Uh, so in an interview you did recently with Final Stand, uh, you said that if the Dogecoin parameters were perfect, uh, it was an accident. So if you could go back now and maybe spend a little bit more than 30 minutes recreating Dogecoin, <laughs> what would you do differently? Uh, I don't think I would do anything different. Um, I feel like the only way that this reality could have happened is from everything that we did and everything that the community did up until that point. So I, you know, if I changed something, uh, I think the only thing I personally would change is I wouldn't have sold in 2015. Uh, That was, you know, that's, I wouldn't have sold all my cryptocurrency in 2015. That was a a traumatic experience uh, later in life. But like, I think otherwise, like in terms of me making Dogecoin, like, you know, it, it, it became what it is today because of all the choices that uh, Jackson and I made and everyone else in the community made. Uh, so I'm okay with that, I guess. <laughs> there you go. And hey, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You can't can't be too hard on yourself. Um, okay, so, so I have another question. If you were still the lead developer today, uh, would you add a supply cap? I know you said a bunch of people ask, are asking you to add a cap. Uh, add a cap. I know you can't because you're not the lead developer anymore. Um, but what do you think about Dogecoin having a cap versus not having a cap? Um, anyone can add one if they want. The code's open source. Uh, the cap code is not very complicated to add. Um, the issue would be to convince all the miners to take a smaller cut when they mine it. Uh, mm-hmm. And also the fact that if it was just capped, like let's say the coin was capped today, um, that means it wouldn't give any mining rewards. Uh, that means people probably wouldn't waste their CPU cycles mining it, uh, which means it wouldn't be a secure coin. And if it's not secure because someone can take over the network with a, a, a large amount of hashing power, uh, that would make the value of the coin nothing. So uh, personally, I don't think most people want the value of the coin to be nothing. The reason why they want a cap is because they think the scarcity will make it go up in value, but it'll actually... Uh, ruin the stability of the coin and make it uh, not secure anymore and make it worthless. So it's pretty counterproductive. Uh, so personally, I think probably shouldn't do that. I mean, like, there's different coins. They have different, um, like, the, the tokens that are out now, like, on BSC Chain or ESC20, they piggyback off the Ethereum or the uh, the BSC blockchain. So they uh, can have a cap and not have security issues with that. But a proof-of-work cryptocurrency with its own blockchain needs to have some type of mining reward. Otherwise, uh, it will mm. cease to function and be worthless. So, yeah. yeah that yeah, makes so, a lot of sense. Um, let me follow up on that real quick, Ryan. Um, so I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you just you know, stop the mining reward immediately, um, but it did stop like uh, happening, you know, per se, a couple of years after um, Dogecoin was released. So... Um, I'm curious why you made that decision to have it stop happening, um, and if you'd change that now. Uh, so originally, Dogecoin was supposed to be capped. Um, I think it was supposed to just give off all its mining rewards in about eight months, uh, which would mean it had an expiration date, essentially, of after eight months, the whole thing would just die. Mm-hmm. So the decision was to keep it like with the original parameters uh, because uh, it didn't actually work. The like end of life uh, uh, mining code uh, didn't actually finish in eight months. It would just keep going at ten thousand uh, per block. So because of that, um, it just kind of was left the way it was. Um, 
Yeah, I, in terms of like continuing to half and half, um, I kind of like personally. I kind of like the amount that it gives out. Um, uh, the inflation percentage will go down each year till about like it'll be you know like about two percent ish in like twenty years or thirty years, which is like pretty reasonable. It's like the same as gold inflation, and also. Uh, what is nice about having block rewards rather than only relying on um, transaction fees is that means that Dogecoin can be a secure coin uh, basically forever without having to rely on transaction fees to sustain it and like having mass amounts of transactions, meaning that the transactions can always be relatively inexpensive. Um, and so one of the things that is happening now uh, is the the devs have reduced the transaction fee or are working on reducing the transaction fee so instead of costing 20 or 18 cents or whatever, one doge to send uh, any amount of transaction will be uh, some fraction of that, like one hundredth of that or something like that. Um, and that can happen forever. We can always have the Dogecoin sends be inexpensive because of the uh, the issuance that's uh, per block. So it's kind of a trade-off in that sense. Yeah, that's definitely great to see Doge continue to improve over the years, even after you've left the project. Uh, so as the legend goes, Billy, you bought a used Honda Civic with your Dogecoin money. <laughs> Is that true or a misconception? Uh, I didn't I didn't buy a Honda Civic. The quote was like, I sold enough, like in, or I made enough selling all my crypto to buy like a equivalent of a used Honda Civic. And so that was just kind of taken as like, I bought a used Honda Civic, but I really just gotcha. used it to pay rent this <laughs> is more like oh my savings is really low and i don't have any assets oh wait no i have cryptocurrency like eh. all right i'll just sell that and you know pay rent it's just fantasy internet money in at the there. end of the day right i mean who cares yeah yeah it's, it's definitely not going to be worth millions later on in life whatever <laughs> you'll have that yeah so billy i know you were in crypto early do you still hold any type of cryptocurrency at all I do. I, I have uh, Ethereum from selling NFTs, and I have Dogecoin that's been tipped to me, and I have various random coins that uh, either I was trading with or have been tipped to me. So um, I still do hold. I don't buy uh, crypto. I stopped buying crypto after 2013 and that traumatic experience of like selling and buying and freaking out and being glued to my phone. Although I yeah. did buy a little bit of Dogecoin uh, when it, like, it was like plummeted down to like 17 cents really quick. And I was like, Oh, it's probably going to bounce back. So I bought a little bit at that time. Um, but otherwise I don't, I don't like buying crypto. I, like the, uh, I, I, when I got into it, I just mined uh, after the traumatic experience of buying and selling, uh, I just mined. So it's like, I, I wasn't spending any of my own money. It's just, uh, you know, having, uh, building it or, or attaining it from my computer cycles. So uh, I like that a little better. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you a, I'm sure you had a shitload of Doge under one cent too. So I mean, it's cool to see you buying back in now, even though it's at 17 cents. I mean, I'm sure the community loves to see that, and and that's cool that you did that. Um, so although Doge was created as a parody coin, it's now accepted by a lot of different sites, and Coinbase Commerce just picked it up. Can you talk a little bit about why this is a big deal, and like what place do you see for Dogecoin in the future? Uh, well, so I was really excited that Coinbase uh, accepted it this year. Um, it's been like eight years. Uh, the Dogecoin community back in the day was like begged Coinbase to accept it. And, you know, it was one of the few crypto things that actually made it out of the 2013, 2014 timeframe. Most of the other exchanges like, you know, exit scammed or are now defunct. 
so yeah, like we really wanted it to be on Coinbase. So that was like a, a nice feather in my cap. Um, in terms of the Dogecoin community, the and Dogecoin itself, like the most useful thing about any cryptocurrency and particularly something like Dogecoin, which is low fee, is that you can send it to people and reach like get stuff from it. That's like kind of the general point of currency. Um, so the fact that, you know, back in the day, it would be very few places that actually accepted Dogecoin. That was kind of the generic refrain was like, well, what can you get with it? Like, what's the point of this? This is a silly thing. It's like, well, you can tip people with it. Like, okay, like that's cool. But now like you can almost buy anything with it. Uh, there's so many services now that accept Dogecoin, uh, with the service and you can either get and keep Dogecoin if you accept it, or you can, you know, sell it for something or trade it for whatever. So people can use Dogecoin to purchase pretty much anything at this point. And so in that way, it's like, you know, it's legitimate. It has utility. And uh, the other part of the utility comes from the community. If the community is really excited and like supports these brands that uh, accept Dogecoin, then that keeps kind of the hype going, that keeps people interested in what's going on. So I think it's, it's very, very beneficial for businesses to accept Dogecoin and uh, for the currency to be moved around and used as a currency. Totally. So I want to get your opinion on the general state of the cryptocurrency market. I mean, we've seen a ton of volatility lately. Are you bullish or bearish in the short term? And are you bullish or bearish over the next year? Uh, like, I don't think I have an opinion anymore. Like, okay. uh, back when I had, uh, when I, back when I traded, like back in 2013, I couldn't handle it going up or down. Like either one would make me go crazy. So like Bitcoin with three X and I'd be like, Oh my God, I have more money than I've ever had before. What do I do with this? And I'd freak out or then it would go down like, you know, 20%. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, this was crazy. Uh, so I think at some point I just kind of like shrugged and that's kind of my general opinion. Like, what is it going to be in a hundred years? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like what is it going to be in, in two days? Like I have no idea. It's just like, we can we can try to make triangles uh, like I saw you were making. Yeah. And, you know, guess what people are doing. But fundamentally, it's just you know, like I back in 2013, 2014, the idea of Dogecoin being a penny was like absurd and ridiculous and crazy. And basically, everybody would have been like, "That's insane! You're you're like, what are you smoking? That's like an insane proposition." And now it's like 17 cents and people are mad about that, right? It's like, what is only 17 cents or 18 cents or whatever it is right now? Like, what is that? That's terrible. It should be a dollar. So I don't know. Like uh, uh, my market uh, idea of the future is just a shrug emoji. One thing to say about the the dollar, <clears throat> Dogecoin going to a dollar is, I, I think you mentioned this in a uh, Reddit post or tweet if it goes to a dollar, you got to think about the vast, like how much money that actually is in Dogecoin. And like, it's bigger than, you know, some of the largest uh, uh, corporations. Like it's <laughs> insane to kind of think about in, in the sense, like how something statistically impossible, you know, is happening. But I, I think it just kind of comes back to the community around it and um, kind of the thing like your whole, vision of what the community should be is now kind of coming into fruition. And I think that that plays a huge part in, you know, how, how long and the longevity and the viability of Dogecoin has stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always think basically the coin won't die as long as people care about it. 
And that's how any of this stuff is going to work. Like if people are still trading it and using it and talking about it and liking it, that keeps it living. Uh, despite, you know, like obviously more people need to be into it for the price to go up. And if less people are, the price won't stay up. But if, as long as anybody cares about Dogecoin, it will like, it will continue on. And that's pretty cool that some random thing I made in 2013 is still going and people are still talking about it. Yeah. That's, that's more than cool. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty dope. And of course, we can't have a Dogecoin interview without talking a little bit about Elon Musk. <laughs> so Elon mentioned that he's working with some Dogecoin devs to improve Dogecoin's blockchain. Uh, do you know who he's working with or anything about this or what he's working on specifically? I know you're not part of the project, so you might not have much information on this. Yeah, no, I know he's been in contact with the devs um, and he has uh, offered help. Um, and I think some of that help was turned down. I, I don't remember the exact article that I read about that. Um, but basically, he's engaged, but you know, he's not like working on the project. Uh, he doesn't have like a team or anything like that. But he yeah. believes in Dogecoin. I think. I think he finds it amusing. Um, I think he generally likes the story of you know something that started as a, a gag becoming uh, popular, and the fact that it's like a, a silly coin or like not as serious. I think is appealing to him. Um, but in terms of like. I think he kind of laid out what he wants to see in Dogecoin pretty clearly. Um, he wants it to be, you know, faster. He wants it to be cheaper to send around, and he wants it to be uh, like more used. Um, and he doesn't seem to have any issue with the like inflation or, or anything like that. Uh, but uh, I think he thinks it can be successful if you know it can be faster and, and cheaper to send around and like uh, have the ability to store a lot of transactions. So. Um, I think those are his his wishes, and uh, yeah. Uh, again, I don't think there's any like direct help with the developers, but I think he's he's available uh, uh, in that capacity. So, do you have any comments or critiques on Elon's uh, proposed plan? Uh, I mean, I think I I made a tweet uh, off of that tweet or a response to it, where it's like it's pretty easy to make the block size bigger. It's pretty easy to like relatively easy. Uh, you still it's still a cryptocurrency. You still have to like make these changes carefully and not you know mess up everything and mess up everyone's money. But uh, it's relatively easy to make the fees lower, um, and that's the next thing that's happening. I think that's a big deal. Uh, it's pretty hard to scale the like send uh, and you know make it you know as like like Bitcoin has been dealing with this for a really long time. Um, uh, uh, Vitalik made some comment on like how to scale and how complicated it is. Um, mm -hmm. in a response post and like he said a lot of really uh, intriguing things and a lot of stuff that like I've never implemented so it, I think it's it, in my head is like super uh, complicated to uh, make something like this speed up and not have like centralization um, there's like kind of inherent trade-offs um, having something decentralized and able to move very quickly uh, mm -hmm. usually that comes in the form of like nodes that are like known so that basically centralizes the project and that makes kind of like kind of lowers the decentralization value of of the currency and you know right so, like the bigger the bigger the block size the bigger the node and the less computers and the less decentralized it can be because less computers that can they can hold the whole node right yeah more or less it's, it's like if you if you're having to send a whole bunch of information around to a whole bunch of different computers um, and you want that to happen like super quick um, like the easiest way to do that would just to like 
you know, have some known nodes that you can send to really fast. Um, but that, you know, takes away decentralized because you basically just hard coded a bunch of nodes that we know about. And no, now those are like, like extra important. So, mm -hmm. uh, like, I don't know all the technical details in terms of what it really would take, but um, just as a gut, it's like, okay, well, that hasn't been done in any of these cryptocurrencies. They're, they're not MasterCard. Uh, they're not Visa. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of work being done, a lot of research being done uh, to get there. And um, you know, hopefully that can uh, increase in the future. Um, but, yeah, it's a big, like, uh, Dogecoin's like a clone coin. Uh, it always has been, like, of... of a Litecoin of Lucky Coin of these like really old school script clones uh, that are all just clones of Bitcoin. So, mm. you know, following what Bitcoin is doing is pretty straightforward. Uh, but going off and you know making things really different that's going to take like a much larger team. Most definitely. Uh, so if you're just tuning in, we have Billy Marcus, the co-creator of Dogecoin, here with us today talking about the project. So smash the like button uh, and drop a comment or question for Billy, and we'll see if we can get to it. Um, okay, so last week, uh, Jackson Palmer made a Twitter thread sharing some harsh criticisms of the cryptocurrency community. Uh, Jackson's sentiment was basically that crypto helps the rich get richer and blockchain limits the use of interventions, which serve as a safety net for the average person. Um, while there may be some merit to this idea, I see Bitcoin and Dogecoin empowering the 40% of the world that doesn't have access to a bank account. Uh, and also providing a lifeline to those that are in countries with corrupt governments, hyperinflating their fiat currency and, and have no way to protect their value other than through cryptocurrencies. Um, so what's your take on this, Billy? Uh, I like so I, I read Jackson's critique um, and I totally understand where he's coming from. Uh, both of us like, you know, basically made this thing for sillies and then it blew up and <laughs> we saw a lot of bad. We saw so much bad from uh you know just like what greed does to people what like how much scams are in this scene and like uh how many people aren't safe um and just kind of like yoloing and doing crazy things and like it's it is kind of like you want to protect people but at the same time like you want to like make sure everyone is you know an adult about their decisions and uh, knows what they're getting themselves into so, like, I, I understand where he's coming from in that space, and I think most of his critiques are, like, they have validity um, in terms of, like, you know, it, it's not like it it completely, like, fixed every single problem that's ever happened with anything related to money. Like, there's still problems, and there still will always be problems uh, because that's, you know, the system that we're in. Uh, but kind of along the lines of what you said, like, that's one view, and, like, uh, while I appreciate that view and, and understand that view, I do think there's, like, merit to what cryptocurrency is doing. I do think there are use cases that are coming up that are pretty interesting. I think it helps people. Um, like, NFTs, for example, I think does help artists, um, mm -hmm. uh, like, have another more direct uh, revenue um, that is really useful. And that's a use case that came up because of cryptocurrency. Um, so, uh in the remittance thing that you're talking about with the other countries and sending stuff over and uh, et cetera. So I, like, I, I understand the problems that he's talking about. I agree with a lot of them, but I'm not like, as like, Oh, this is the worst thing in the world. It's like, there's, there's good, there's bad. It's like anything. It's more about what people do with it. It's more, it's more really just about people uh, than about even the, the thing itself. So I guess that's my 
my general take on it was kind of more along the lines of shrug emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so are you two still in communication? Have you talked to him about the thread? Yeah, yeah, we, we talk uh, a, a little bit. Um, I, I contact him after, kind of like after all this stuff started, um, and he'll message me if I if I say something that's like like factually inaccurate. <laughs> I'll be like, oh no. Uh, I think I said something about uh, Dogecoin like not being uh, bad for the environment uh, because it's, it's merge mined. Um, and I was uh, in, more informed that because of the price rise, um, that people actually make more money merge mining with Dogecoin right now than with Litecoin. And mm-hmm. so it's actually like supporting the Litecoin network. So it, you can't just like before, like back in the day, basically it was just kind of mooching off the Litecoin network and kind of got its uh, security for free. But now it's like supporting the Litecoin network. Um, and, you know, one of the, it's like the biggest script coin right now. So I can't really say that it's like, like, uh, like it's it has less damage to the environment than uh, Bitcoin, but I can't say it's like like super like not damaging to the environment. It still has <laughs> issues that proof of work cr- cryptocurrency would have. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I do still talk to Jackson a little bit. Awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, um, that is pretty interesting too because a lot of people like Elon said that um, he wants to go with Doge because it is um, more environment environmentally friendly. But any proof of work um, protocol isn't necessarily the most environmentally friendly. So it's kind of interesting right. on how that, and we could probably talk about that for hours. But I wanted to talk <laughs> to you about the um, your NFT project. And if you can give us some like details on why you got into it, why you started it, or um, uh, you know, what sure. you're like, I think general uh, NFTs um, is kind of like with the, the tokens and just kind of me re-exploring the space because i've been out of the space for I, i've been like vaguely following it um and what was going on for years but i hadn't like really like looked deep into the space so nfts were one of those things where um i think my first reaction to it is like pretty much everyone's first reaction to it like this is dumb like why are people <laughs> buying these like this is crazy um and then like i started to understand what the purpose of it and why you would want like a, a picture and to be like the owner of the picture um kind of reminded me of like team fortress hats or like other things like that these like kind of pseudo economies um that yeah. prop up from like artificial scarcity um which i thought was kind of generally interesting and for me it was just an experiment it was like okay like uh if i do this thing uh, are people gonna buy it and then they did i'm like oh cool okay well, I'll keep making them if people keep buying them. And if they stop, then I'll stop. <laughs> like if there's demand, there's apparently demand for stuff that I make. So that's cool. Uh, and yeah, Clearly. there's no more demand that I won't make them because that's a silly thing to do. So yeah, that that's is really cool. One, one thing I saw that you posted is you were able to um, uh, help. Like one of your goals was to be able to help pay for uh, your mom's house and help her out just in general. And I saw that you posted that you were actually able to do that but not with Doge, but with ETH through your NFT, um, you know, sales or the whole project in general. I thought that was really awesome. I thought that was kind of cool and kind of gives more dynamic to, you know, how you view the space and where you fit in. Yeah. Um, I, like that, the whole, like that was the thing that made me most, I wouldn't say like upset, but it was like the most regretful about selling my Doge was that my mom was really struggling and like, like I was helping her, but like I like the amount that she needed like wasn't 
it was like out of my comfort zone to like help. And so like through kind of coming back and selling NFTs, which was like, again, not an expected thing for me to do. It was just like, oh, is this going to work? Like, oh, I guess it does. Cool. Um, and then the crypto market going up uh, some months ago, I managed to like make make enough that like uh, after taxes, I still feel comfortable uh, helping her out uh, the amount that I can and and more so that she doesn't have to worry about um, her her house finance anymore, which is really, really big uh, for me personally and for her. Um, so I was really, really grateful for that and uh, grateful that I made the choice to come back, even though uh, I wasn't com- coming back into the public light, I guess, not coming back to the project, but but talking about stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Cause there's, I mean, it, there's so many opportunities in this space cause it's, it's, there's endless possibilities. And even with the, just speaking on NFTs, you know, it, it can also not just be art, but like a whole way to track inventory, do ticketing, yeah. systems, do all this, this and that. And I think that's really cool that you were able to actually, you know, still solve your, your issue, <clears throat> but not with the original thing you did, but also, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You're still involved in this whole space and you're a huge influence on cryptocurrency as a, you know, as a whole, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how, like, I don't think I can sell my doge. Like it would feel weird. Like yeah. it would be like, well, if I sell it now, but what if type type feeling it, I think I would have. So like, I'm glad I didn't have to touch my doge. It's just going to stay in this wallet. That's awesome. Um, unless it's like very life changing in some point in the future, which I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, can you uh, talk to us about uh, a little bit about why you stepped away from the Doge community and then why you're back, like through Twitter and Reddit, like you were, you were pretty, you know, you just wanted to get out of it, but then now you're back and I feel like your, your views might, it seems like your views are changed or it's more, you know, it's just different. Can you speak on that at all? Yeah. I, so uh, I never considered my, like, obviously the price has gone up, uh, like an extreme amount since I left, but I never considered myself that I had much Dogecoin. So, uh, it was like about six, six months into the project. I had released the first five releases of Dogecoin and, uh, the community kind of got taken over by like a, an actual sociopath, <laughs> uh, scammer guy, uh, who kind of like put this huge wedge in the community and ended up scamming a whole bunch of people and it was being really sad. And just like, there was just a lot of like attacking. Uh, I would get death threats. I would get like lawsuit threats, like constantly from just people who are like, you know, I lost money on the gamble that I made. It's like, okay, like, what am I going to do about it? Like, I'm not going <laughs> to fix the whole world buying it for you. Like, and so it just felt like there was so much like attacking and negativity and hate toward me. Uh, who didn't deserve it at all. And like, it just felt really unhealthy. And it's like, well, I don't have much joke. I don't have much incentive to do this. Uh, and I'm not like, I have a real life. This is not my, my life, but it's taking over my life. Like I would like to hand this project off to people who are more crypto competent, who, you know, can keep this project going. And we're, we're very fortunate that we found the, the basically the core team has stayed uh, pretty much the same uh, for like seven years. Uh, so we handed that off. So that's basically why I was just like, this is not healthy. Um, and actually, the reason why I came back wasn't to come back and talk to people. It was to tell people to leave me alone because <laughs> I was getting, like, massive – like, after Elon Musk tweeted about it and it went to, like, 8 cents or something, I just got, like, tons of tweets. are like, hey, cap the coin, Billy. Do it now. I'm like, 
like no <laughs> like i'm not on the project i don't have any dogecoin leave me alone so that yeah. was like my my spiel is like like don't bother me i'm trying to have a real normal life here and i don't have any involvement in the dogecoin project um and i decided to make like a a reddit thread basically about my thoughts on dogecoin that was like the the true value how like it's not necessarily about the like i completely understand the like you know day-to-day uh trading value of dogecoin but like what is worthwhile to me is not that specifically although it's related but it's it's more like the community being cool and you know a bunch of people who want to actually do things and like accomplish things and if that's the case uh you know it seemed like a lot of people weren't super uh like knowledgeable about cryptocurrency they're pretty new to the space but uh that energy was there and there's a lot of good energy there so after i made that post uh i had a lot of positive feedback from it and i guess from that i was like well if people want to listen to me i'll i'll keep talking uh if people don't want to listen to me i'll stop and i'll go have my normal life but at this point, it's, you know, it's like 80, 20 if people want to listen to me and people who want me to shut up. So <laughs> I'll keep talking until people don't want me to anymore, I guess. No, I, uh, I totally understand that. One of the uh, big mottos for Doge is, I, I think, is uh, do better, do good every day. I think I'm getting that right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, do only good every day, Brian. Do only, only good every day. I apologize. Yeah. But yeah, we had to we had to back backronym Doge, right? Do only good every day. So, oh, okay. I'll yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, Dang, I just look stupid in front of everybody. But okay. but the one thing um, I wanted to go with that is um, so that was the whole I think your whole mind or not I don't know about your mindset, but the whole reason for Doge is just to be a positive, fun, and happy experience for everybody, and just do all these great things. And there actually has been a lot of good things. I mean, um, the uh, the Jamaican bobsled team got <laughs> sponsored by Doge. We, you guys have a NASCAR sponsorship. You bought uh, water wells in Africa and yeah. even set up um, some uh, service dogs for children and kids who are, who are in need of them. What are some of your favorite, um, you know, community-driven projects that have uh, actually done good every day like what are your favorite um positive impacts that doge has had uh i that like those things are what makes me really proud of the doge community any like not not just like the the charity events but basically any organizing to do something really cool uh like there is like a doge con in uh, vancouver you know there's like this doge palooza thing happening and like there's like a bunch of stuff that's like like neat to see that people are like really engaged and doing things so uh, I think my personal favorite uh, was one of the first things that, that happened that let me understand that this community was different than most cryptocurrency communities was when um, there was like an online wallet that was like this shady online wallet that was hacked uh, back in like, it was like December 25th, 2013. So it was like on Christmas and like a lot of people lost a lot of Dogecoin and everyone was really upset, of course, because, uh, you know, as much as you warn people about scams, people still get scammed because this is the nature of the game when you don't have as many protections as you might like. So um, from that, most of the time, like when, when bad things happen in crypto, people are just like, Oh, S Y F L, which is sorry for your loss is kind of like a cheeky, like, Oh, well, you know, that happens. But uh, yeah, whoopsie. Uh, But like, uh, 
the Dogecoin community actually rallied and a, uh, a number of people put together a team that were actually going to try to refund people that had lost their money in the hack. Um, and it was called like Save Dogemus, uh, mm-hmm. the event. And they eventually, they didn't raise like all of it. It was like 30 million Doge that was lost. And they raised like 17 million or something like that. It's so still quite, a, yeah, it's like a ton of like people donated just to help out other people and, you know, make them feel better about losing their money to some generic crypto scam. And like that was, I was like, this community is different. This is not like standard, like, sorry for your loss, you know, sorry, or good luck being poor, or, like lame community. This is like a real community of people being real and kind to each other. And, you know, from, from that jumping point, I think is where uh, the bobsled team and like, you know, all the tipping culture and all that stuff. I think that's where all that started to emerge uh, in the beginning. And so, yeah, those those times were really cool uh, when the community was getting together to do really big, silly things or, you know, really kind things. Uh, and I really appreciated that. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you mentioned Doge Palooza earlier. Uh, and all right, drum roll, please. Here is the, the breaking news. We have Doge Palooza here backstage uh, to come on and officially announce the event. Uh, so welcome, Doge Palooza, Sadie, Coco, and Nomad. How are you all doing today? Hey, Great. guys, what's going on? Great, how are you? I decided to bring a special guest along with me. I hope you don't mind. It's uh, Damon Elliott, a.k.a. DJ Nomad, and he is the son of the legendary icon Dion Warwick, who is also performing at Doge Palooza as well. Awesome. So I, I hope you don't mind me Welcome. bringing a friend or two along. <laughs> Hi guys. Absolutely. And Coco, welcome back. And it's awesome to have you guys. I have a quick I have a quick question for Billy. Billy, are you ready to take a kitty? I I really I want to (laughs) know, are you ready to take a kitty? I I still have Billy ready for you. Not not yet ready to take a cat, but I would love to have a cat again. (laughs) (laughs) Billy, are you going to Doge Palooza? Uh I don't know. Uh I think like I'm generally uh, I went to one Dogecoin conference and and no one knew uh, that I was going. So if I go, I probably just not tell anybody and just sneak in. That's the funnest part. Oh, yeah, we'll make sure that he can sneak in and sneak out with no one knowing if that's what he wants to do. We we'll, we got you covered, Billy. We got you protected. We have plenty I, I have of security. This great idea that he could just be the mascot and nobody yeah. would know. We could just have yeah. him be the mascot walking around and nobody would even know it was Billy. Yeah, Doge costume. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the most ironic outcome is the most likely, right? Uh, okay, so the Doge Palooza team reached out to the Moonar Bus team and said, "Hey, we want to make an official announcement live on Moonar Bus after the Billy interview." Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to you, uh, you guys. The floor is yours. Hey, Doge, are you guys there to make your announcement? Yeah, Greg, Greg you there? We lost. Nope, he might. He might have fell off. Hey, uh, oh no! Did you want to make the announcement? Absolutely. So the big announcement for Doge Palooza today: we are announcing the location and the date. The official date is October 9th, which is a Saturday, and the location is in Sugarland, Texas. It's going to be held at Constellation Field in Sugarland, Texas. 
So it's going to be super exciting. Uh, after we, uh, after this call, we are going to put the website live. And just so you know, the tickets will not be available as of right now. Oh, Greg, are you back? Yes. Can you all hear me? Yeah. There you go. Sorry, we I got, got you. Cut out. That's so, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we, yeah, like Sadie said, I, I don't know what all she said, but we are definitely, it's going to be October 9th in Sugarland, Texas at Constellation Field which is actually the minor league baseball field for the Sugarland Skeeters, and it's owned by the Houston Astros. And Sugarland's an amazing community. It also has right across from the field a private airport. So if, you know, Elon Musk or Mark Cuban want to fly their jet right in, go straight to the venue, they will be able to do that. So we, we put a lot of thought into the venue. It's kid and family friendly. It has activities like a... Um, playground area for the children it also has a basketball court a splash pad other activities for families and kids so the first half we're going to have family and children friendly and for the first five hours and the second five hours we're going to have the uh, more adult oriented music and entertainment so that's going to be a fun time for everybody so whether you have kids or no kids there's something for you at Dosh Lose it. we're all inclusive uh, we're there to spread fun happiness we're going to have some cool things with memes going on there we're also going to um, have a lot of interactive events and fun activities for everybody to do and a lot of great entertainment we've got uh, legendary icon Dionne Warwick performing her song that's what friends are for and is a Grammy she has a Grammy award winning artist for that song uh, we also have Damon Elliott DJ Nomad hey Damon you want to say what you're going to do at the event yeah, I, I intend to come and have a really good time and, and uh, play some fun music and, and um, try to stay cool. I heard it's really hot down there. <laughs> yeah, you want to tell them, uh, I'll let you do this. You want to tell them the uh, other artists that we have not announced yet that you and your yeah. mom were very, very helpful in bringing to us and all about her? Yeah, so a good friend of mine who, who I've had the opportunity to work with now for a little bit um and i produced a song with my mom and her she's a uh, an amazing um god how do i describe she's just like the most amazing well person and she's she's an amazing pianist and she plays uh classical music over like uh, with over a combination of like pop music and um her name is chloe flower and she's she's really known if you guys want to look her up you can go to the grammy performance that she did um, with Cardi B, um, where she brought the house down. And um, that's kind of what catapulted her, if you will. Um, Babyface is her uh, executive producer on her album, which just came out um, a few days ago and is already number one on the charts. So I don't know if you know that, Greg. She's the number one artist right now. Yeah, I saw and, that. Yeah. That's so amazing. And so she's going to come rock with us. And, um, and then we've got we got a few other surprises. There's a uh, I'll leave them as surprises. Yeah, let's do that, Damon. Yeah, let's leave yeah. them as surprises. We've yeah. got a lot of other great uh, artists and uh, Grammy Award winners uh, up our sleeves that we're bringing to. We are packing this thing with the most amazing talent, and we just couldn't be happier that Dion and Damon and Chloe have uh, agreed to come and perform, and they they're supporting a great cause because we are giving back all the money for the event that we make on the ticket sales and stuff for two charities. And we, on our new website, that'll be launched 
um, after this call, as soon as we can get it up, um, we got to redirect the, uh, the URL going to the new site. As soon as that's up and live, you'll see some of our, uh, the charities we're supporting, which includes the American Cancer Society, um, also the, um, the Disabled American Veterans. Um, we have the Oldham County Humane Society that helps. It's a no-kill animal shelter. We also are going to be supporting Lupus Foundation. And Sadie, you want to talk to the one that's dear to your heart, too? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the charity that I have chosen is Multiple Myeloma Foundation. Uh, my father has multiple myeloma. He is a veteran of the military, and uh, he got it, you know, from Vietnam. So that's my that's close to my heart. In that, um, we're so excited about this. This is going to be so much fun, and we're giving back to the community. Uh, we also, I do want to mention a few of our sponsors as well because they're very important to us. Um, we want to thank all of our sponsors and strategic partners. But just to highlight a few, we have Slum Doge Billionaires NFTs. They're the, our very first sponsor that helped us with securing uh, Dion Perform. Uh, that's what friends are for. Uh, they can be found at slumdoges.com. We have Gods and Legends NFTs. Uh, they are an awesome 3D uh, card game. They're going to be creating a card game with their NFTs. Uh, you can find them at godsnlegends.com. Uh, then we also have our newest sponsor, which is Block Ape Scissors. And a special thank you to them because thanks to them, nobody is going to have to pay for parking at Doge Palooza. They cool. have covered all the parking fees. Awesome. So I know the website isn't up yet, but and the tickets aren't for sale yet. Could you tell us maybe where we could go in the meantime to find information and when you're expecting the tickets to be on sale? Well, the website's up, but it's the... Um... The old one that we just was a quick one we did like weeks, uh, two months ago when all this first um, happened and uh, when Benzinga was so nice to uh, put the article out about the Elon tweet, uh, we had to get something up very quickly. So we got that done, but then we've been working on this amazing website, which will be um, going up very shortly. And But there is a site up right now, and if you go there and you just see uh, this icon with the word Doge Blues on it, that is the old site. When you see the new site, it has the new logo. It's got fireworks on it. It is amazing. You guys are going to love what you see on the new site. Um, it's it's truly amazing. We're very proud of it. We can't wait to see the response from everybody. So they can go to dogepalooza.com and check out our site. Um, and when will tickets be available? Um, we're working on that. Um, because we just got the date signed yesterday, it takes about a week or week, week and a half, maybe two at the most to get it up on tickets.com, which is the preferred um, vendor for the uh, stadium, for the venue. Um, they okay. work with tickets.com. So what we're going to do is we will have a link on our website where you go buy tickets and then we'll have a link there to go buy the tickets through tickets.com. They can go there and purchase them. They can also go to the um, venue itself and purchase at the box office. And we worked out a deal, which has never been done before. And it took me three days to make this happen, but they are going to allow us to sell tickets on our site for Dogecoin. And not only Very that, cool. now there's a little caveat. We, we will, we will um, take in the money 
uh, for the Dogecoin, but then we have to actually, um, the person will have to um, also set up a tickets.com account because Mm -hmm. we then have to pay the venue or pay tickets.com for each one of those tickets. And then we have to send the ticket that comes to us to their email so they have the ticket that yeah, I'm, they actually I'm sure that use. was that was very difficult to set up uh, and i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off but we are totally out of time we've actually already gone over um so make sure you guys uh everyone out there go look up doge palooza check out the website and follow them on twitter to stay up to date for the new site and, and when the tickets drop uh, and you can get that with your dogecoin that is super awesome thank you guys so much for coming on to make your announcement Thanks, today. Uh, and, thank and you guys thank you so much We'll have you guys back on. Cool. Thanks. Uh, Billy, um, thank you so much for your time today. We have your Twitter linked in the description. Um, but if there's anything else you want to talk about or shout out, I just want to give you the opportunity now um, to, to do that. Uh, yeah, there's probably not anything like specific I'd want to talk about. But uh, yeah, if you want to see me make memes and say silly stuff, follow me on Twitter uh, at BillyM2K. Um, yeah, and you know, hopefully, uh, this was the, the event for Doge Blues is going to be really, really cool, and excited about seeing what what happens with that. Um, and thanks, thanks for having me on. This was uh, really fun. Awesome, man! It was our pleasure. One of my um, favorite it- ones, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Everyone out there from the Doge Army, make sure you stay tuned. Stick around. We have Doge-themed Zinger trivia coming up next uh, with some of your favorite Doge influencers, and we'll be giving away Doge hats uh, to the winner. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, Stay tuned. It will redirect you automatically. Don't go anywhere. Um, But this has been Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. We hope you have a good day. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.